Hey everybody, I'm Amber. And I'm Maddie. And, and we're, we're Witches Talking Tarot. Tarot. And we've brought you a show all about the occult. We're talking different lores and mythology. Yes, creature features, cryptids, aliens, you name it, we'll cover it. Conspiracy theories. Absolutely. And pagan holidays and 100%. All eight of them. Yes. Spiritual living, you yeah. name it. That's right. We've got it for you. So if you want, come sit with us for a spell and let us make you laugh. We are Witches Talking Tarot. Thanks, everybody. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned, there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! That's the sound of my nice, classic Coca-Cola in a very small 7.5 ounce oh, can. It's one of the tiny cans. <laughs> yeah, the ones you get at the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. Which is really about as much soda as I can take now. They're all so sweet to me now. I haven't had that problem. I love me some sweetness. <laughs> I think I've gained like 10 pounds in the past few days. <laughs> I'm not kidding. A few days. <laughs> Yeah, it's been about a week, and I'm like, 10 pounds more. Woohoo! Eh. Yeah. As long as you're having fun, whatever. Welcome to the Rewatch Recap. It's me, Dustin, here with Kay from Fuck My Work Life. And we're having a good old time just reminiscing about what it was like to be younger and mm -hmm. drink soda and not have it be so sweet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel so old now. I'm like, it's too sweet. I can't drink it. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> just give me some water. Yeah, I want water. Be clean, clean spring water. <laughs> None of that fizzy stuff. No, that's too fancy for me. I like my water flat. Yeah. And room temperature. <laughs> Tepid water's the best. <laughs> anyway, we are back again with a My So-Called Life edition. Today, we're going to be talking about episode three, Guns and Gossip. And this one is a serious episode, y'all. It's mm -hmm. a it's it's where we start getting deep here. We got to get deep, and um, uh, I'll give you the trigger warning. Um, this episode features sensitive subject of guns in school, but this was way back in 1994 and doesn't feature a mass shooting of any kind. Just you know, it was when the era of kids started being caught more often with firearms in their lockers or on their person. This started happening in the, in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also the era when metal detectors started popping up in schools. When it all started going down. <sighs> yeah. 
And you don't really realize how much this was like, wow, this was trying to tell us something because <laughs> it's kind of grim. So, but please, you know, just remember that we are recapping a fictional TV show from the 90s that this was, you know, even though it was fictional, it was a pretty accurate depiction of teen life from that day. We speak to that because, you know, we're two different types of people from different eras, not eras, you know, a few, few years apart. Yeah. And technically I'm an elder, uh, elder millennial and you're a young Gen Xer, right? Yep. Basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're really close. Uh, <laughs> just, we kind of, yeah. You know, we lived it. We lived it. So we know how this is supposed to get out. So also I learned from Wikipedia, it showed that in the 90s alone, there were only 97 incidents of recorded school shooting incidents. You know, oh, wow. Like 97. And the gun, the gun incidents back then were probably not mass shootings, right? Where multiple people were shot. Yeah. It was mainly just like one or two or something like that. It was like an yeah. accident. Somebody accidentally shot or whatever, or there was a gang thing, you know. Yeah. But I mean, but still, like '97 in all of the nine, '90s. I know. And compared to just this year alone, we had a third of that. So it's it just blows my mind. Yeah. Anyway, so on that happy note, <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> Yay! Uh, <laughs> let's get to the episode. Go now. Go. Where it fades in, Angela's class is watching a video about uh, President John F. Kennedy. And then Angela narrates, Grownups like to tell you where they were when President Kennedy was shot. Which they all know to the exact second. Which makes me almost jealous. Like I should have something important enough to know where I was when it happened. But I don't yet. And I totally felt that at the time. So I was yeah. so young. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't understand. That's the only thing I, I I wasn't jealous about. I was more like I wanted to understand, you know, yeah. about why it meant that much. And, you know, then it turned into 9-11 being that for me. Yeah, exactly. You know, And now there's this whole new generation that's sitting where Angela is now and doesn't have anything because they don't remember 9-11 or, or they never experienced it. They weren't around. And now they're kind of wondering the same, you know, where am I going to be when something goes down? And it's kind of disheartening. You're like, oh, man, is this just going to keep happening? Like, yeah. I mean, probably. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Kind of pandemic for them, but that was more of like a spread out event as opposed to like one quick, crazy, tragic event that happened, you know? And you feel and it, what was really funny was that, I don't know, during the pandemic, it wasn't, especially in the 2020 era, um, it wasn't like I felt trapped at home. I mean, I didn't, you know what I mean? I just felt like it wasn't a shocking event being tracked at home. It was something like, yeah. you know, a political official being gunned down or something like that. Right. Like, what? It's startling, you know? So yeah. it's a little bit more like, and then everybody collectively feels that, that all those questions of, are we safe or, you know, what's going to happen? Everybody's feeling that they're all, and they all know they're feeling it together at the same time. And that's when it marks an event that you go, oh, that's where I was when Kennedy was shot, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or where the towers went down type of thing. And um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad. Makes me feel sad that they don't know that. And I'm mm-hmm. scared for if they have to ever. <sighs> yeah. Uh, anyway, back to my so-called life where it's still, even though it's still kind of grayscale, it still can be happy. Um, 
some girls in the class, as they're watching the speech that Kennedy's making, they're passing a note around and they keep looking over at Angela. So Brian then gets up because he always has a, has stomach trouble and he leaves, he gets the hall pass and leaves. In the hall, Brian sees Ricky struggling with someone from around the corner and you can only see his arms. So Brian just kind of chalks it up to none of his business and goes into the bathroom. Back in class, Angela gets the note by way of Rayanne, who reads it and just kind of laughs. He goes, you got to look at this. And she looks at it. And just as she opens it up to look at it, you hear bang. And I'm like, damn, the action started really early in this episode. I don't know why I didn't feel like before. I thought it happened a little bit later. I don't know. Yeah. But that's when Brian rushes out of the bathroom in time to see Ricky and another guy run off. You still can't see that guy's face. He sees a book, a gun, and a locker with a bullet hole pouring soda onto the floor. Yeah. And this whole situation, I swear. So, like, all the whole soda. school comes out. Yeah. The the girl comes out, and she goes, my soda. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the first thing she's worried about. It's pouring out of her locker. And the whole everybody comes out, and the teacher's like, did you see who did it? Did you see who did it to Brian? And it's like, uh-oh, unwanted attention. Mm-hmm. So Angela leaves the class. She is totally not even like paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. She's got other things involved in this damn note. (laughs) Yeah. And the note says, Angela and Jordan Catalano complete sex in his car. Can you believe her? I'm like, what? (laughs) What? I didn't care, I guess. Somebody told me stuff. I would read it, but it wasn't like I would spread it around. Right. I don't know. I think they're just jealous, Angela. Yeah. They're just jealous. They're jealous and just gossip was just the way of life at that age. You know, like. You know, they all want it for Jordan too, you know. Yeah. They're like, I wish it was me in that car with Catalano. (laughs) (laughs) So Angela goes to the bathroom and it's packed with teen girls gossiping about the gunshot. The one girl whose locker was was freaking out. She's like, I mean, it could have been me. I could have gone there to that locker, that same locker. I was just there five minutes before. Oh, my God. And Rayanne like, walks in. She goes, you need to calm down. No one even got hurt. A bottle of soda was shot tragically. Ooh. like The, <laughs> the girl says, well, I don't want our school to have your reputation. And then Rayanne says, like yours, you mean? Ooh, girl. <laughs> I mean, my God. She's devious. She's great. She says that there are usually a bit of guns on campus, quite a few of them on campus at any given moment. And the fact that they haven't gone off before says what a totally safe place this is. Okay. I'm like, uh, okay, you're not taking this seriously at all. No. <laughs> she doesn't think anything of it. It's weird how casual casual she is about that too. Just like, oh, there's always just some guns on campus. <laughs> I see them all the time. Like, okay. uh, I don't remember which- anything like that when I was in high school. I mean, I'm sure it existed, but I didn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any guns or anything. I think I heard about one, but I don't think I saw any at all. Yeah. So that's when Rayanne, she walks over to Angela and Angela's still wrapped up in this gossipy note about her and she's not paying attention to the crowd who are all freaking out about the gun. And then Ricky enters. Everybody's like looking at him like, oh, he's like, what? <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. You never see me in here. Come in the girl's bathroom. And uh, they're like, where were you, Ricky? She was, oh, I was in English and I didn't hear anything. And Rianne jumps out and goes, bam, bam. Oh, God. Making all the other girls squeal with fright. Like, ah. 
I'm like, literally, it was bam, bam. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> it didn't even sound like, I mean, my God, people. So she then remembers that Ricky, well, no, English, you should have been in social studies. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, same thing. You know, that's what we do here. Uh, interchangeable classes. You know, I think Angela noticed that little lie. Mm-hmm. She kind of looks at him, but she doesn't say anything. That's like the one thing she's noticing. She's not noticing anything about the gun stuff, but she's noticing this note. But then the only other thing she's noticing is Ricky's something's up with Ricky. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say anything, though. Ricky mentions hearing that Jordan and Angela had sex. And now Angela is even more mortified. She's like, oh, my God. She tells him that she couldn't evaluate the two kisses that he planted on her because it happened too fast. And Rayanne says she should have just go ahead and have sex with them. <laughs> okay. Well, if Rayanne says to, you know, mm-hmm. smart lady. That night at dinner, Patty ends up like aggressively setting down plates. <laughs> She's like, bam, bam. She's just freaking out about this gun, you know, in the school situation. It's basically the same reactions we hear all the time now. How, how it's horrible and it's a disgrace to society, followed by we have to draw the line somewhere, you know, which is just leads to nothing. We've yeah. seen it sucks, but it's true. Thoughts and um, prayers. Thoughts and prayers. That's mainly what we get. So it's it's like really, this was a, really ahead of its time. It's mm-hmm. weird how it still fits in, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Patty wonders if they should be dropping off Angela at school. And Angela's like, no, mom. And Graham's like, yeah, that's a little extreme, you know. And, you know, she does not need to be chaperoned to school. Yeah. But oh, And good old Danielle pipes in, at my school, this kid slipped on this wet spot and fell. Like on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> that's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Danielle. She's oh, totally she's- me. <laughs> And felt like on his face. On his face. After dinner, Patty discusses putting Angela in a private school. And Graham's like, we can't afford that. And, you know, he's trying to keep it light too. But, you know, Patty's not biting. She just wants to know why that, why our kids can't live in a safe world, you know, and just, you know, go to school and not worry about guns and AIDS and serial murderers. Because she and Graham had that. Why can't they? And, you know, that's the same thing we think now. Like, my experience in high school, which is when all this stuff started, wasn't as bad as it is now. No. And you wish that they could have that. We definitely didn't have gun uh, drills when I was in high school. (sighs) Yeah, I did not. I mean, we sometimes had, like, the the earthquake drill and stuff like that, which I guess, you know, but you shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be like, hey, by the way, someone might want to come in here and shoot you. Right. In case that happens. Yeah. (laughs) What? Here's the here's the protocol. It's terrible. You guys are now targets just for being children and trying to learn. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, uh, okay. Back on back in this. All right. So at gym the next day, all the boys are checking out Angela and they're kind of like saying hi and giving her little winks and smiles and mainly because she's rumored to be easy now, of course. Yeah. Rayanne is still convinced the note, you know, it's a good thing for your reputation. Look at all this attention that you're getting. Oh, she's so but misguided. I know you're like, that's kind of positive. I mean, um, I don't know. Is it? I don't. Uh, 
But then she goes, you know, I wonder if Jordan started the rumor. It could have been him. And so Marianne ends up catching up with Jordan in the hallway and they walk by the lockers, which is now a crime scene with cops. Angela sees her talking to Jordan and then she sees Ricky being bullied and pushed around on the stairs and they meet eyes and he leaves embarrassed. Like they don't talk, they're across the way. And Ray Ann brings out her best Holly Hunter performance is what I put. <laughs> she kind of has this Holly Hunter thing in this part. She's, you know, mm-hmm. questions Jordan like about the gossip, you know, saying you didn't go around telling people that you did her, did you? And he says nothing happened with Angela. And she wants to know if he's telling people that something did happen. And he just shakes his head no. And she goes, just shake it. Yeah, I loved this moment because it's like Rayanne's crazy and misguided, but like I feel like in this moment you can tell she really cares about Angela and she's like got her back on this, which I thought was a really sweet moment. Even though she keeps telling her, Hey, you need to let your hair down and right. be wilder, but <laughs> she knows like it's not it needs it doesn't need to be like this, even though yeah. she's kind of I think she's trying to keep it light with Angela mm-hmm. so that it doesn't freak her out too much since she's like in behind the scenes trying to work her magic like you know yeah she's a youngin yeah you feel yeah she's not she's not older than her age right <laughs> you know she's her you age act, you act younger <laughs> you act younger <laughs> oh jordan every time every time <laughs> elsewhere sharon and her new friend gina approach brian in the hall they want to talk about what brian saw gina would have screamed she has to flee the room when her father uses the electric knife. Gina's an odd character in this She's episode. Very weird. <laughs> just like, I have to flee the room. My father uses the electric knife. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then she's like weirdly attracted to this danger she feels like Brian Krakow is part of. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> Sharon's over here pimping her out, basically. It's weird. Okay. Uh, so Brian starts to act like Mr. Big Man on campus for, you know, for a second until Mr. Foster, I guess he's the principal. You know, he steps up wanting Brian to come to his office immediately. And he kind of guides Brian. He walks by Angela and it looks like he's making sure no one's watching him follow the principal. Like he just keeps looking around. And uh, Angela sees Sharon and Gina, who are now looking down on her and whispering. And she runs into a policeman and it startles her. Now in Mr. Foster's office, he praises Brian for his grades. He's a great student. He's going to be the valedictorian. You're in the right path. But now after he's played this nice guy act, he starts to pace the room asking what, you know, Brian, what happened? I want to know what happened. Mr. Foster wants to know if Brian was going number one or number two in the bathroom. (laughs) I'm like, damn. He was like, how to go to the bathroom? Which one? He goes, the one down the hall. He goes, no, no, no. Which one? He goes like, uh, I, I didn't go. And he goes, why? And he goes, because I heard a scuffle. And he basically, he's trying. He goes, how long were you in the bathroom? That's what he was trying to assess. Like how, you know, how fast he would get up and stuff. And he was like, so Brian says he didn't go. He heard a scuffle outside. And, you know, that's when we know he saw Ricky. Remember, we know he yeah. saw Ricky. And then he heard the shot and he was as he was about to leave the bathroom. But he goes, so you... Wanted to go to the bathroom. Your stomach was messed up so bad that you had to go to the bathroom, but you were so distracted by a scuffle outside. I was like, yeah, it does all sound very unlikely, you know? Um, 
he thinks Mr. Foster thinks that Brian's probably protecting someone and he's using his intimidation. Now Brian says he isn't. And he, you know, he leaves and he sees Ricky standing in the hall waiting for him as he's exiting the office. It's kind of like really worried. Did you say anything? Did you say anything? That kind of look that night at an emergency PTA meeting, the parents are all riled up. The they're angry and they want the guns out of the school Patty watches this all break down and another woman nearby keeps making underhanded comments, you know, Oh yeah. Put the kids in therapy so they can adjust to being shot. And you know, <laughs> so true though. Yep. And the woman pipes up and she says, Oh, sorry. My name is Amber Valone. I have a daughter, Rayanne Graff. And she wants to know how she's supposed to send her daughter to school in a bulletproof vest, you know, getting the, you know, the crowd is getting all riled up even more. Patty, you know, is like, oh my God, I have to introduce myself now. I, you know, after finding out this is Rayanne's mom. So she goes up to her as they're leaving. And Amber is grateful to meet her because, you know, Rayanne just loves Angela. And they talk about how neither daughter is concerned about the gun safety in the school. Like they're not talking about it. But Amber does commend Angela and her taste of guys, you know, one Jordan Catalano to be exact. She's so happy for Angela getting, you know, nearly getting with him. And this is, you know, and meanwhile, Patty's like, Jordan, who, what all news to her. I feel bad for her in this sense. Like you don't know anything about your daughter. Mm-mm. And but now I, this it's... random woman you've never met knows all this stuff about your daughter. Oh, it's horrible. I know that that's got to feel really bad. Like, yeah. Patty tells Graham about it back home. She's definitely disappointed that she knew nothing about Jordan. Meanwhile, Graham is just like cooking this gourmet meal, right? And I want a husband that'll do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Don't have to go out for dinner. It's a cilantro. <laughs> no, I don't know about the cilantro. I don't really do cilantro very well. It no? tastes like soap to me. Oh, no, you have that thing. Yeah. Oh, that's I a can't bummer. Do it. Cannot do it. Oh, well. So Angela comes downstairs and Patty decides to blind her with a honey. Who's Jordan? And Angela like freezes up. It's like nobody, you know, Patty tells her about meeting Amber at the meeting and how excited she was to gossip about Angela's new boyfriend. Angela corrects her like whatever. I I barely know this person. I don't know if I want to know this person. And I'm like right there. That is a red flag. Yeah. If this is how you feel about your crush at this point, you know that they are bad for you. Yeah. You know it. Angela's very insightful. She just doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't know. It's funny how you say things and you're like, why didn't I catch that? I was saying the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Angela immediately jumps on her mom for trying to confirm if she slept with Jordan. She's embarrassed that even the parents are gossiping about it. She goes, I hate everyone <laughs> and leaves. Oh, teens. I still utter that sentence all the time, though. I hate everyone. <laughs> I hate everyone. <sighs> so at school the next day, Rayanne tells her, well, obviously I told my mother, but all I said was that you were hot for him. Angela says, why'd you even tell her that? Now my mother thinks we slept together. And Rayanne says, well, okay. Do you want my mother to call your mother and tell her that you didn't sleep together? <laughs> and Angela goes, ah. <laughs> she goes, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love those little. I know. 
It's There's good times. Sweet little human moments between the two of them. <laughs> Where Rianne's just being kind of a sarcastic bitch, but it's still like <laughs> super funny. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but it me too. Um, behind them, some kid is being thrown against the lockers by the police who do a pat down search on him. Like, what the hell did he do? <laughs> Can I just say, I want to go back. Why did nobody suspect Brian Krakow when he was the only one in the hallway with a gun and he was standing in front of it? And they were just like, oh, it couldn't have been him. <laughs> He's Brian Krakow. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, he did get the hall pass to go to the bathroom true he always had this it was a you know a thing everybody knew about his his stomach was always upset all the time yeah so sounds like he had crohn's disease yeah actually yep is krakow a jewish name i don't know i don't know if it is or not because that was at that time when i got diagnosed they you know my mom was doing all this in, you know research on it and at the time they said that it was predominantly present in jewish men Really? So, yeah, at that time. And I was like, huh. And it's because Crohn's disease is basically a lack of um, good bacteria. Does that make sense? Like bacteria from food? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's because we keep our food so clean now. We keep things separated so much, more than we did in the past. So our bodies aren't used to it when other people don't do that or if it's done a different way. Or just messes you up in general and it makes it hard to like digest certain things. And so I was like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know, because Jewish people are, you know, kosher and whatnot, yeah. keeping things separate and whatnot. I was like, oh, maybe that has something to do with it too, you know? Yeah, because your body's not building up the like whatever it needs to like, or you're not getting, you're not ingesting those bacteria that could be good for you, but everything's just so clean. Interesting. So fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> That's how it would be up in New York. What? Oh. <laughs> uh. <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> mm. So down the hall, two guys start harassing Ricky, calling him a fag and asking him if he's wearing perfume. And luckily, Rayanne shows up to distract them and Ricky, you know, and gets them going. They they walk off. I try to invite her to something. He's like, no, I'll show up if I was in a coma. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> that That's. That doesn't make sense, but whatever. Ricky's like, I could have handled that. And she's like, yep, you were doing great. Oh. Little you know, sarcasm. She knows what's going on type of thing. In history, it's storming outside. And the teacher is talking about how it should be fair for people to be able to come and go in peace without the threat of violence. And that's true, right? Yeah. And then that girl, Gina, keeps smiling at Brian. And I'm like, kind of desperate, isn't she? She's a little yeah, bit. She's creepy. creepy. She's like, hey, I'm in this class too. Never noticed me before, did you? I'm just yeah. going to smile at you. Now you're noticing me. You see my crazy eyes? They're looking at you. <laughs> These pearly whites all for you. <laughs> anyway, so during this, Ricky, this discussion or whatever, Ricky pipes up and starts to talk about how his life isn't fair, you know, and, you know, maybe some people need guns for like protection. And teachers don't know what actually goes on in the school. And he's very passionate about it, you know. And he's, if, you know, if I had to, I'd, I'd be packing in no time. And this is like breaking Rayanne's heart. You can see her yeah. just watching from across the room. And it seems obvious to me that Ricky could be a suspect. 
<laughs> like right then, you just made yourself look really bad. Ricky, shut up. Like, did <laughs> you even go to class? I yeah, know. If you can't have an alibi. Uh, anyway, so some sleazy joke keeps I, um, excuse me, jock. <laughs> I wrote joke. <laughs> Both work. Sleazy <laughs> joke. Keep eyeballing Angela. Both definitely work. <laughs> <laughs> he was also fucking creepy. He was. It's like his like his hair looked all greasy and curly and weird. And anyway, so he's like sending her. He's like giving her this like look like. Wah, wah, wah. And Angela's like, what the hell? And he writes this note and it's inappropriate. And I have no idea what it says. And I kind of wanted to know. Yeah. But it's enough that she. Like, by the way, this whole time, this note's being passed around the room. It's being passed, like, right in front of Ricky. And the teacher and Ricky are having the same, like, passionate discussion about things, about, you know, about guns in the school and whatnot. He is so engulfed with this debate that he doesn't even see this note being passed around right in front of his face. And um, so she gets the note and she reads it. It's a sleazy something. And she gets up and walks out. He doesn't even notice this either. Like, that's not good. Not good, guy. So next we fade into school therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. First up is the girl whose locker was shot. She's, oh my God. Oh my God. She's rambling on and on about how she thought about going to get her soda. She was thinking about, she wanted some soda right then. What if she had gotten up? Oh my God. I think I need to change lockers. <laughs> yeah. her fucking soda. Shut up. <laughs> it could have been me. Um, my poor no. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Speaking of which, can't beat the real thing. Gotta pop the top, <laughs> glug glug glug. <laughs> oh, I love me some Coca Cola. Anyway, <laughs> I like the Starlight Coke. A lot of people didn't, but I did. What is the Starlight Coke? It's regular Coke, but it's got the the taste of the you know the galaxy or whatever or stars or what? It, kinda, what is? It's kind of like cotton candy aftertaste. To oh, me. weird. I liked it. So I ran out of them though, because it's only supposed to be a special edition, limited time. Maybe I'll have to try one and be like, that's too sweet. It's got this like <laughs> purple and it's like fizzy top. It fades into purple. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she's like, I want to change my locker. And uh, Rayanne overdramatically plays this up. Like she's sitting there, she's like, it just keeps coming back to me. It just won't stop. I can just hear it over. Oh my God, what was that? <laughs> she's such a shithead i love her so much <laughs> what was that oh my god looking around and she's like she's playing this counselor and mm-hmm. then she's like you you know he was oh, it's really hard i know and she was like, yeah you don't think i'd be able to get a few days off do you <laughs> <laughs> i mean good on her for trying <laughs> and, what was that oh my god what <laughs> In the hall, Angela sees kids joking around about the gun, which I'm like, not funny, by the way, kids. Not funny. No. Then in the principal's office, uh, Foster, uh, Brian is being questioned again, this time with two police detectives present. Foster is heavily pressuring Brian to tell him more because parents, colleagues in the news are all asking about it. When Brian leaves, Rayanne comes up from behind him to remember, you know, hey, you remember snitches get stitches kind of thing. Because she's already, you know, she knows, she's already suspecting it had to be Ricky or some, had to do something with Ricky, for hearing from how he was talking in class, especially. Then Sharon walks up and tells Brian it's his duty to tell the truth because people are really scared and, you know, people will thank you, you know. 
And he's like, okay. And then all of a sudden Gina pops up from out of nowhere. Hey, Brian, I really like you. You know, I was wondering, would you like to, you know, talk about all this over some candlelight dinner and we can do an interview for the school paper? Hmm?" A quote unquote interview. (laughs) I'm like, you were using him this whole time. You just wanted that that interview. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd be like, no, no, thanks. No, thanks. Then we go back to therapy and we see Brian's insisting that the threat of violence hasn't changed the quality of school. And he's very, no, I don't know why you asked that. You know, he seems very defensive. And it's obviously the quality has changed in the past few days because of how he's getting treated. Mm -hmm. You know, next we see Angela who starts to talk about how people like to spread rumors, even if it's not true. And the counselor's like, you mean about the gun? She was like about anything. And then she starts going into her own shit. And she's like, then she starts to vent about how like, People just want to believe things about you and decide if it's true without even asking. And it's not fair because you have to live with it. And the counselor tells her like, like, but people latch on, you know, it's not gonna be that big of a deal if it's not true. But if there is a kernel of truth to it, people are like, yep, they're going to latch onto that and they'll know. And you're like, damn, that's totally true. Yeah. They will do that. If they, if they feel there's a kernel of truth to it. Mm-mm. So now the storm is still storming. And Angela is lying on her bed at home. She's depressed and she's listening to one of the best songs, Dreams by the Cranberries. Yep. Which I still love that song. Oh my <sighs> God, it's so great. They're so and good. It's it's such a mood music. Like it's perfect mm-hmm. for that scene too. She's like, I am depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels very, um, what do you call her name? Uh, from Beetlejuice. I am oh. utterly alone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> her name i mean it was winona Ryder, right but yes what was the character's name my god why did i just forget her name they're gonna kill me don't kill me people i know it's gonna pop yeah i want to say olivia i keep wanting to say olivia but that's not it lydia lydia yes yes lydia (laughs) my gosh what the hell what the hell y'all i don't understand what the hell ah wow but anyway, so she's listening to the Cranberries, Dreams. Look it up. Put it in. A, I'll put it in my uh, Spotify playlist if you want to listen mm. to that. So Dustin can listen if you want to find it on Spotify. Patty comes in knocking on the door, and she turns the music down a little. She he might as well just turn it off. She's no, no, I like it. She's trying to bop her head along to it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's just stop. It's still a little hope for you, though. She cares. Yeah. She's coming in to talk to her. But now I hate this song, Mom. <laughs> yeah, because you're about to freaking paint the hell out of it. She sits down and she she wants to reiterate the sex talk with Angela now. Angela's like, yeah, Mom had a sex talk with me like set when I was seven or something like that. Neither one of us have fully rec- recovered. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, she's embarrassing the hell out of Angela. And Angela's like, Mom, just stop, please stop, stop. And then Patty's like, I just want you to know, you know, and I just want to know if you're using protection. I just want to be make sure you are. And Angela tells her, you know, I'm not even close to having sex to an embarrassing degree. <laughs> and then Patty's like, oh, okay. She's totally relieved. Yeah. And uh, Patty's like, something else is bothering though, isn't it? And Angela pulls the whole, you couldn't possibly understand. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, she knows everything. Come on. Mm-hmm. Patty gives her a kiss and tells her that she's there if Angela needs her, which is sweet. It's good. Give her her space. She's yeah. not upset right now. Wait till she calms down. She'll probably want to talk to you, you know? Yeah. That's a better chance of it anyway. 
So the next day at school, Angela sees Jordan putting more eye drops in after smoking <laughs> that ganja. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Angela stops to look at the CPR poster. Like, I'm just going to start reading this out of nowhere. And he, of course, walks up to her tell her, you know, hey, it's good to know to know CPR because his uncle almost died on choked on a chicken bone. <laughs> She's like, oh, is he okay? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and that was like the turning moment. <laughs> I know. Angela kind of like zeroes in on this thread that's coming out of his Jordan shirt. She keeps looking at it. And he seems very sweet at this point. He's like. So, you know, I heard about that rumor and about, you know, I mean, come on, everybody thinks we did it. She's like, I know. And he insists, I didn't start it, I promise you. And then he turns into creep mode. Oh, God. Saying, you know, since everybody's talking about it, maybe we should have done it anyway. You know, so, you know, we can just go do it. And she's like, she once again zeroes in on that thread. And she was like, I wonder if his family's really poor because he can't and he can't afford new clothes. And then she snaps out of it and she gives this smile. She's like, oh, no, that's okay. Um, don't don't worry about it. And she was like, no. Pre-. And he goes like, no pressure. You can go think about it. He's calling after her in the hall. Think about it if you want to have sex. And she's like, yeah, see you later. And I know that devastating thing. You're like, why did this guy that I thought was cute is just such a freaking asshole? God, he's such a dick. I mean, he's a teenage boy. <laughs> Lots of hormones happening. But still, like. Bro, <laughs> think a second before you talk. Hey, everyone's saying it, so we might as well. You wanna? <laughs> you wanna? Come on, let's just go let's do just it. Do it. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, yeah. And then she says, "It's such a lie that you shouldn't do what's in your heart. That you should do what's in your heart. If we all did what's in our hearts, the world would grind to a halt." Like that kind of seems true. Yeah. She goes to the restroom to wash her face and goes into a stall just as Sharon and another girl, played by Venus DeMilo, a.k.a. Telly, the sporty girl from Salute Your Shorts. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even recognize that. Yeah, that's her. Because she says about another episode, I think. She's a friend of Sharon's. And they're gossiping and they're talking about Angela and Jordan having sex and that it was Brian who said he saw them from his kitchen window. And the girl asks Sharon what happened with her and Angela. And Sharon says that Angela's different now. And the girl says, you know, like a slut. <laughs> and Sharon's like, no, I think that she's just confused. I'm like, she is. She got the nail on the head there, though. Yeah. She is confused. She doesn't know what the hell she wants in her life and what she, who she wants to be. I just hate that shit. Like, oh, if a girl has sex in high school, she's a slut. But it, it's like just that age old stereotype of. A dude is like, yeah, bro, you rock. But a girl's instantly a slut. They're instantly a slut because people talk about it. Yeah, true. They don't really talk about the guys. They don't. Even the girls don't even talk about the guys. You know, it's really weird. It is Double standard crap. Hate it. Yep. Yeah. Angela later tells Rayanne about what Brian said. And Rayanne is just concerned that Brian doesn't rat Ricky out. Right. She tells Angela, you know, whatever Ricky did, he did because he had to. And Angela's never had to clean him up after some Neanderthal beat the crap out of him, you know? So so I know. I don't want this to keep happening. I understand what's going on. She knows the level of, you know, frustration he's at right now. 
So again, Brian is accosted by Mr. Foster, who wants him to talk about Ricky Vasquez. The heat is... What the fuck did I write? (laughs) (laughs) The The heat is on? The heat is coming in on Brian. Sorry, I like skipped the line. I was like, where am I looking? <laughs> the heat's coming in on Brian, and Brian plays dumb. You can tell that he's nervous as fuck. Like, he's just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And uh, the principal tells Brian that he will come to his office later that day and tell him everything. And if he doesn't, he may get expelled, no matter how good his grades are. And I'm like, damn, I get why you're doing it, but this is like, and this is a really good kid and you're threatening his livelihood yeah. and it's not the, it's not the appropriate reaction reaction, you know, of course, Brian's freaked. Why wouldn't you be? You I know, mean, Brian's which, always freaked. It seems like <laughs> I know <sighs> later, Angela approaches him in the computer lab. She wants to know if he saw Ricky with the gun. Brian asks why she's not worried about him. Should he get kicked out protecting a guy that he doesn't really know? And he says, no one is interested in the truth and all they care about is what they want to believe. And that's when she snaps at him. She was like, if you're so interested in the truth, then why did you lie and say I did it with Jordan the other night? Like, oh, this back Mm -hmm. and forth. Like, yeah, he says he didn't lie, but Sharon probably expanded on the story. Like, I mean, I could see that. Yeah. Or did he? Yeah, she does. But I'm like, did she do it? Did she do that? Or did he do that? Yeah. He probably said something like she was probably doing it with them or something like that. And then they said, oh, so they were doing it, you know, and that's how it gets spread. That has to be it. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. So he says Angela lied to him about coming over to do that extra credit report. And he's obviously hurt because he likes her. After she leaves, Jordan stops her in on the stairs. He wants to apologize for sounding like a sleaze earlier. She forgives him and says, you know, what he said wasn't that wrong. And he insists that it was. So he makes it clear that he's like, I'm just going to make it clear that I'm not like interested in you or anything. Just so there's no confusion. She's like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. You know, he thinks telling everyone this will clear up the rumors. And um, this look on her face is like, oh, it's been the look on my face so many times. You're like. That's wonderful. <laughs> Holding back tears. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to cry right now. Push past it. Push past it. You have an exam. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So she goes to look for Ricky later on outside and finds him in the back of a parked car in the rain. He tells her that he can't make it through a full day in that place. And she's like, yeah, me either. You know? And he's like, He's taking offense, telling her that like her life is perfect. <laughs> like she's like, really, whatever. My life is, you know, crappy. And he's like, no, no. You have a family and friends, and no one bothers you in school. She brings up the gun, and he doesn't want to talk about it. And she insists that, you know, come on, you, got, you can't be carrying a gun. You can't be carrying a gun in school, Ricky. You can't do that. It's not good. And he's like, I don't carry a gun. And she's worried that Brian saw him with one and if it's all false it could give ricky a bad reputation for being dangerous and he he's like good i want that i'm tired of being picked on all the damn time he's like oh oh man i know that feeling you want to seem dangerous because you don't you want people to leave you alone yeah i never really got picked on like this you know what i mean like i think i got hit in the back of the head once and that was it but it still was like uh you know it's not a great feeling 
Um, oh, poor Ricky. Yeah. So the real story of the gun, this is what happened. Ricky's cousin came to the school to try to sell the gun. Ricky's like, no, no, not in my school. I want you to go get out of here. Right. So they had that argument and the scuffle. And then the gun fell out of the box and it went off. His cousin then peed his pants and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, he did. She was, yep. Big stain. Which was, you know, that was good. And he was like, that's the whole story of the gun. She was, he said, that's the whole story of the gun. Nothing really happened. It just kind of went off. They both laugh at his cousin's expense. And Angela says that Brian is going to say that he did it. And Ricky's like, well, I'm telling you, I hope he does. And you're like, no, Ricky, no, don't. That's not good. She's pleading with him. Ricky then shares that, you know, I'm just surprised that you're checking in on me. Because he always feels like the third wheel with Angela mm-hmm. and Ryan and that he's just someone they keep around. Yeah. And she says in narration, it's weird how something has to happen sometimes to see how you truly feel about someone. Yeah. Like, oh. She loves Life Ricky. lessons. <laughs> that moment was just so heartbreaking with Ricky, you know. <laughs> he was just, I just thought, you know. Which is kind of the third wheel and like just him knowing that someone cares about him, which is so sweet. Yeah. And you notice throughout the whole thing that Rayanne really cares about him. She's watching things from the sidelines and she's paying attention. Yeah. She's not saying anything directly to him, but she's trying to help from the back behind the scenes in a way. Yeah. She has that way about her. She doesn't want people to know that she cares. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, later on with everyone watching. Brian makes his way to the principal's office. Rayanne tries to make the situation light. She's like, this is fun. Everyone running around, getting all upset, rumors flying. Can't you feel it in your fingers and your toes? It's like being alive. <laughs> she thinks about a rumor about her last year. And she's well, in my case, it was true. But still, it made me feel famous and all eyes were on her. And she's like, come on, Angela, you got to admit, it feels great. And Angela doesn't really admit it, but she doesn't like not admit it either. It's kind of, yeah, it does, you know, mm-hmm. without having to say it. That's when they see two police officers enter the principal's office and Rayanne's face goes somber. She's worried. Yeah. Brian decides to repeat his same story. He went to the bathroom. He heard a scuffle. He started to come outside. He heard a gunshot. And all he says was he saw were two legs running away. And he doesn't, you know, doesn't say anything about Ricky. But he does tell the principal that they need to stop threatening and pressuring him. He will take he will get a lawyer and sue for harassment. He said if he is expelled, that he will reveal to anyone who will listen just who is actually destroying the spirit of Liberty High. Yeah. Go, Brian. 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 Woo! Krakow. He grew a pair. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely badass in this scene. It was yeah. good. Like, yeah, there you good. go, Brian. Do this. <laughs> Stand up for your rights. And they're questioning him at the police and stuff without his parents' pre- presence. Right. But his parents are never there. They're never in town. True. But isn't that illegal? I mean, I guess only if you're a suspect, huh? I don't I know. I think at some point, like, his his grandmother's there or something. I don't remember. But I don't remember exactly what happened. But So the next morning after breakfast, Patty is still worried about the gun situation. And Angela's kind of cold about her mom's worries. She's like, oh, don't worry about it, mom. You know, and. Patty's doing that whole, I want to touch her, but she moved and now I can't touch my own daughter. You know, that kind of thing. Like, (laughs) I just reach out my hand and I could just touch her head. It's like two inches from my fingers. And the daughter goes, nope. (laughs) Turns her head. She's like, I'm not even going to (laughs) try. They 
I do do that a lot. Like. You notice that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, Angela's like, whatever, you know, gets out of there. So they're walking to school and Angela sees Brian. She gives him a smile. Then Brian sees Ricky and they kind of smile at each other with this little half smile. And everybody's getting all everything happier going on. Rayanne walks, walks up and she's like, oh, my God. She's trying to give them the dish on something. And they're walking into the building. And as they walk in, they look ahead and they see brand spanking new metal detectors. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right back down to grayscale, pretty much. Their happy moment is ruined. So they pass to the detectors and they end up all going in their separate way in silence. And it fades out as Angela is walking alone. Yeah. Deep episode. Oh my gosh. It really was. But I mean, like I said, it's still relevant. It's still freaking relevant. It's really weird. Yeah. It's just, it's so sad. Like, like I was messaging you yesterday. We're watching it and I was just like, man. It's still like there's a gun in school in this episode, but it still seems so innocent compared to what's happening now. You I know. know. And it's like just being on the other side of it and watching it is just like, oh, this is crazy. And this is genuinely an accident, a misunderstanding type thing. It's not like, you know, someone's militant coming up and like, hey, I'm going to get rid of some people, you know? Yeah. It's. Yeah. Ugh. But, but but the whole thing is, this was kind of like a predecessor of stuff that was leading up to, hey, by the way, they're trying out the guns in the school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, d- you know, metal detectors don't work anymore. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah, it really sucks. And I hate that for a generation and for this new generation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anything, you this tells you life does go on and you still have stuff to, you know. Pull your head out of your ass, a.k.a. Angela's of the world. Um, (laughs) Pay attention to your friends and things that are happening around you. Be there for somebody. That actually would probably be the best advice of this episode. Just be there for people. Just be there. Definitely. So, I can't wait for next week. Um, We will have the new episode up. And you will hear it very soon. It will I forgot be the there. name of the episode. Wait a minute. It's an episode. It is coming. And there you go. It, you will you know, listen and you will love it. You will like every bit of it. You will not, you know, go against my wishes. I'm, I'm looking at this damn episode title. It's really bothering me. Father figures. Oh. Oh, so yeah. I got some information about this episode. Just recently mm. I learned this. And I was like, huh. But I won't say anything until next week. Okay. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on Twitter or TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Okay, so um, we will see you then. Thank you guys for listening, for me and uh, Dustin and for Kay. Bye. Bye.